Here's a different one, not necessarily related or directly about Agile, technically, but it impacts what we do. Let's take a few minutes and talk about social media. That's this week on the Badass Agile Podcast. Greetings, team. Welcome to the Badass Agile Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Williams. My friend, hello, welcome back. I've been off for a little bit working on some side projects. Number one, building and growing the forge, but I've also created a product called Rivet the Room. And it's all about having the courage and the voice to impact and inspire people every time you speak. Check them both out at badassagile.com. I want to talk to you today about social media because I sense a change in current. Something seems to be going on out there. Something's different. And it's time to address the state of the nation. Where are we at? Where are we going? And why should you care? First, let's take a moment to remember why we're here. To create an elite tribe of leaders who truly serve their clients and communities by doing what matters and what works, relentlessly chasing value and excellence like a badass. There's so many resources out there about what you need to do to be agile, but we're focused on who you need to become in order to lead teams. So let's hammer down those fundamentals to create a truly unique and powerful force in this industry. And if this show helps you, do me a favor, tell your friends. Let's talk social media. It seems like there's a change underway. Something interesting happened this summer. I remember being one of the, I don't know how many people that signed up for Instagram's threads, which was supposed to be a competitive threat to Twitter, now X. As the ownership of Twitter changed, so did the landscape. But it didn't start there. It was so funny because threads broke all kinds of records for the number of new downloads in the first 24 hours in the first week of its release. But then, all of a sudden, its user base, its engagement, dropped by 80% in the weeks and months that followed. And why did that happen? I suppose there's a variety of factors, but it just kind of looked like, why would I use this? You pick it up, you look at it, and you say, how is this different than what I already have? You go all the way back to 2005, and the first real big social media platform to hit the scene probably was MySpace. It was the first time in the history of the internet, the proper internet that we all know and love today, went from radiating information outward, so looking at, reading web pages, eventually being able to search them and search them effectively, and then eventually being able to comment or discuss things back and forth on various forms and threads. But now, the information wasn't the star. It was you. For the first time, you had a profile. And the profile was the main attraction. Your picture, your details, your interests. Making it easy to connect with other people in conversations that were relevant to those interests in that profile. That kind of broke new ground. But at the same time, Facebook emerged probably around 2007. It became really big on the scene. Same principle. The profile. The person. The preferences. This is what you went on the internet for. And then, of course, the smartphone amplified the way that we used and the extent to which we used that social media. As technology and data speeds improved, we could share more than just pictures and updates and status changes. We could welcome other people into our daily lives. Brands could showcase the products in use by regular people. We could now radiate information, too, in less time with less effort through things like YouTube and ultimately then podcasts, which is how you and I found each other. But at some point, things started to get ugly. Social media became a place to worry about your privacy, to worry about your safety, 
and then to worry about the correctness and the quality of the information that we were getting. Who wrote this? Is this real? Is this fake? Where is this coming from? Then we started asking questions. Am I being listened to? Am I just a wallet to be plundered? Are my clicks and scrolls and stops being measured and sold? So it was no longer a playground. It was kind of like a seedy ground. It was a, it was a place where you could go and hang out and you could get some enjoyment, but we became increasingly cautious and protective of ourselves and our data. But we're finally, almost two decades later, starting to ask a more important question. Is this valuable? We ask that question a lot in Agile, or at least we should be. But at some point, all of us should be wondering, is this worth my time? Should I bother with this? So it begs the question, will there be an end to social media? Was it just a phase, a transition into something bigger or something different? Now, why is this important? If you're learning about Agile or you're trying to master your craft, whether that craft is agility itself as a scrum master or coach or as a team member, or whether you're broadening and realizing that Agile is just a vista, it's a set of windows into other skills and other capabilities that you should be working on or might want to work on as an emerging leader, growing in your career, increasing your contribution. There's the question of whether we can add value in 30-second increments of learning. I believe we can. I think the internet has changed the way that we learn. But there's an obvious downside, and I think LinkedIn is probably the best example of this. If you go on to LinkedIn, you see a lot of extremely well-meaning people. It's clear that they've spent a lot of time, not just on one piece, but on their ongoing social media presence, not just on this platform, but on others. So a lot of effort is going into spreading the message, communicating, contributing to the community. But sometimes the information they provide is so detailed, so specific, so nitpicky, and so focused on the fine-grained detail that what we're actually doing is putting too much conflicting information out there. Remember that knowledge is different than wisdom. There's a saying that the more you know, the less you understand. And if we have a compulsion to consume this information, it might be not just for entertainment value, it might be because we think that all of these fine-grained details make us better. But they don't. If you're going to learn in small bite-sized increments, those bite-sized increments had better be focused on fundamentals, things that you can learn quick and apply to a wide range of situations and applications. But if what you're learning is the minute detail of a specific circumstance, a specific tool, a specific condition, you're going to have to collect a lot of these snippets. And if you're getting those snippets from a wide range of sources, the more the better. The more people you follow, the more you're going to learn, the more you're going to be exposed to. But remember, if those pieces of information are conflicting, all you're going to do is pull your hair out, wondering where the truth is. And if you're trying to learn your craft on a platform that's not exactly known for being trustworthy, that's going to make your job extremely hard to do. If we no longer trust social media, if we no longer trust the sources that it makes available to us, then we're going to stop using it. It seems impossible to think of because many of us can't imagine a world without social media. So if we start walking away from it, as we did with Instagram threads, it means that there is such a thing as a point when the lack of value and the obvious waste of time is a force greater than the addiction itself. I don't think we knew that 10 years ago because social media just got bigger and bigger. In fact, you may remember a time where there was a new social media app every week. That doesn't happen so much anymore because I think we've all resigned ourselves to the fact that there's basically Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, 
and TikTok, maybe Snapchat. Now you couple this with the fact that the amount of polarization and outright bullying that's happening in online forums or in comment threads is just getting worse and worse and worse and worse, which creates an interesting after-effect. A lot of people won't have the courage to post anymore because they're tired of being beaten up in the aisles. Also, the conflict is automatic, like there is no post that you can go and see on LinkedIn where somebody doesn't offer up not just an opposing view, but an assault on the poster's character or intelligence or worth. Once we've descended into that, social media, as far as I'm concerned, is pretty much useless. Let me ask you this, is global impact really all that important? Because as we say, what happens if social media begins to turn a corner? Usage goes down. We stop trusting it, so we stop relying on it and eventually lose interest in it. Then what? How do you sustain the new digital economies that we've created? People like me who create courses or online experiences, digital-only conferences, on and on, podcasts, YouTube channels. How do we sustain that if there's no social media to help generate awareness? Well, the first things first, I think we've noticed that organic awareness is going down. So pretty soon, you're going to have to go back to the old model of paying for play. If you want to be seen, you're going to have to advertise. Your little Instagram with a couple of hundred or even a couple of thousand followers isn't really going to make that much of a dent. But if you go to your local town hall and rent out a conference room or your local library and attract a group of 10 people who might be interested in how Agile can help them, their business, how it can help a startup create new technology and deliver things to consumers faster, etc. And those 10 people love what you do, and maybe some of them even buy from you. Is that really that different? In a world of 8 billion people, do we really need to hear 8 billion voices? And if we do, I think it loses all of its meaning. And when the fog breaks up and we finally see what it is we're looking at, we might realize that this isn't helping us. In fact, it's hurting us. The alternative is not necessarily going back to the way we've always done things or the old way of doing things, because we know how that impacts the rate of change. But there's plenty of room for a better way forward. Shutting off comment threads might be way number one. Let people vote with their likes or their follows or their connects. But there's something to be said for curated voices. When everyone has a voice, no one really has a voice. So what I'm suggesting is that we keep an eye on the trends. Notice the small changes in shape, the preferences. But most importantly, the value that these platforms bring into your life or the lack thereof. And then start thinking about different ways to make your voice heard. And most importantly, develop your skill in making your voice worth hearing. Your thoughts are welcome. As always, I thank you for being a loyal listener. I'm happy to see you today. You can reach out at badassagile.com. Don't forget to check out The Forge and Rivet the Room. You can follow me on social media at Badass Agile on Instagram. But most importantly, I look forward to seeing you right here next time. Until then, stay badass. Badass.